Hey everybody, I'm Joel. This is John. Uh, this is our first time doing a pod together. I've worked with John for years. He's my brother. I love him. I love his family. Uh, please, everyone, keep his baby girl in your prayers. She's uh, going through some intense surgery, and so far so good. And uh, uh, get ready, because this dude. Yeah, I know you'll probably hear me talk shit about Texas. And you'll probably hear a lot of people talk shit about Texas, except Texans. And this boy here is a big boy, and he happens to be originally from, where were you originally from, Memphis? El Paso. El Paso, originally born? Born in El Paso, Texas. Wow. And then when did you move to Memphis? So we were, I was born there, and we lived out in New Mexico. And then we moved to Arizona, and then to California. And then we moved to Memphis. So how old were you when you first left Texas? Probably like five years old. So I spent like 15, so about half my life in Texas and half in Memphis. And then the rest here. Where's the music better? I don't know. Memphis probably had better music than... That's the stereotypical guess. That's what I would have guessed. <laughs> uh, yeah, Memphis did. Memphis in May, they have this music fest every year, which is pretty cool. Bunch of bands. Um, yeah. If you had to pick El Paso or Memphis right now, you had to move your family, which uh, one? El Paso, Memphis is terrible, dude. There's a lot of crime. It would be El Paso, probably. <coughs> but that's also because your wife's family's there, right? Yeah, which I don't have any family really at either one place anymore. I got some in Memphis, so maybe I would go back. You I don't a, know. You got a lot of your wife's family in, in uh, Juarez, right? No, El Paso, no, Juarez? Paso. Just El Paso. But she grew up in Juarez, right? Yeah. But her did. family got the hell out of there when they could? Yeah, they moved, the brothers moved to El Paso, and then that's when my wife and her mom moved over there. Because it's, it's, a, it's a racist fucking drug war going on right on the border, right? It's a bad drug war. Yep, it's bad. Bad. It used to be cool to go to Juarez. I've been there since 2008, since all that shit really got real bad. I mean, now they see your car, dude, over there. They'll throw some fucking kilos in it somewhere, and fucking you'll drive across and not even know you got two kilos of cocaine. It's fucking... And then when you park, they'll steal it from you? Or fucking kill you. Just take the fucking coke. I mean, it's... There's... There's... Yeah. They don't give a shit. Yeah, I've seen videos on YouTube where there's a dude in El Paso on his roof filming the war going on in Juarez, and there's grenades, uh... Automatic weapons, straight up. Yeah, you can see it. Fucking gunfire and shit. We've seen it. Because you got border highway that's right there. And all there is is a big-ass gate. There's fucking border patrol right on the other side driving back. But when you were little, it was fun to go to Juarez, right? Even when I first moved there, it's me and my dad used to go there and eat and go to other places. <laughs> uh, but it used to be cool. I mean, we used to go with my wife and go... They have like a little swap meet that you go in. What's it called? Stores. You remember? Huh? You remember what it's called? Nah, my wife would. 
That grocery store, S-Mart, we used to get our stuff from over there. And what, about what year do you think it started turning into a war zone for, for you? Or 2008, you like... when a friend, Raciel, got killed over there about a year later. When we went over there and we fucking crossed, and you got the military right there with the AK-47s fucking, you know, you look at them wrong, they fucking point an AK-47 at you. So, I mean, after, and then by the, after we get past them, we go, we get a taxi. But the AKs weren't there until, like, 08? No, they were always there, right? Nah, they're always the fucking military. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen, they got AK checkpoints in Oaxaca, like, yeah. you know, in 2000 I saw that. There's a carb on the side, bro. Hardy made fun of me for it. I got one without a carb. This is the Hardy special. <coughs> El Paso's alright. I mean, it's just hot. I don't know, man. If you like... I mean, man, everything there is Spanish, dude. Like, fucking you go. It's pretty much about halfway. Half of the people there is all Spanish, dude. There's a lot of Spanish speaking there. Are you talking about El Paso or what? Okay. Yeah. You ever been to California? We lived in Visalia for a year, which is kind of a same shit thing hole. though. Same thing though, right? Like majority brown. Is Visalia? Yeah, I was small. I was only like six or something, seven. My grandma used to live there. <clears throat> Did I tell you my grandma? So my grandma, my dad's mom, is a yokum. Dwight Yoakum's like my second or third cousin. You ever hang out with Yoakum's. So my family, I have a book I could bring you that shows my family fighting in the Revolutionary War and shit. An old-ass book of the Yoakum's. No shit. Yeah. Have you ever hung out with Dwight? No. <laughs> uh, that would be cool, but uh, we're not too close. My grandma's passed away, too, now, so. Is that your mom's mom? No, my dad's. How's your mom doing? She's doing all right. She shaved her head. And Why? My daughter. It's my daughter, dude, here. Oh, wow. I'll show you a picture of her. That's beautiful love right there. Your mom's one of a kind, man. Says so your daughter and your wife. She's working today. I gotta go to work. I'm like, what are you gonna... Because she's worried because she works for Tao of Tea. If you like tea... She can get you tea. She works for that tea place. I don't mean to sound like a fucking PC prick, but I think it's pronounced Dow. Is it Dow of tea? Okay. (laughs) I just said I thought it was Tao. Is it Dow? I mean, it's tricky because they make it seem like it should be Tao because it's right next to tea, but it's actually pronounced Dow. And I'm probably not even saying it right. See, we're going to have to shave hers. Oh, she's a cutie, dude. Is that a mohawk? Well, no, they cut off. They got holes they had to put... So they cut holes in her brain and they put, um... Tell her I said she looks like a newborn chick. Electrodes. She looks like a baby bird newborn chick. (laughs) Electrodes that connect to her brain so they could tell where the seizures were coming from. Um, Because before they had the thing connected to her head, but it wasn't inside connected to her brain. Tell her she looks like a newborn chick with a shaved head, and if that doesn't make her laugh and it makes her mad, tell her that it's better than me. I look like an embryo when I when I get my head shaved. <laughs> Ooh, you like cherries and peaches. But 
I mean, dude, I've been around some diverse stuff. That's hold all. On, and we on, were talking. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, let's go. I want to get stuck on this okay. Yoakum thing that you're talking about. <laughs> Yoakums. So you're saying that your family fought in the Revolutionary War. Yes. Pardon my French. Do you know which side? No, I don't. <laughs> I have a feeling they were revolutionaries. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm named after John Outlaw Hurdle, and Garrett was a fucking outlaw too. So I'm named after two outlaws, both my great grandpas. We're out. That's what my grandpa in Mississippi, for my mom's dad, dad was that was his dad, John Outlaw Hurdle, a crazy motherfucker in the South that was running around, who knows doing what in the fucking early 1900s and shit. What, who told you that? Your grandfather? Yeah, that's who I'm named after, John Outlaw Hurdle. Like you and then know, Garrett. Like so did John you, was did, my mom's great grandpa. Did you meet him? You know what I mean? No, no, I never met him. Your grandfather. My grandpa, yeah, was in the army for 25 years. He's general. And his dad was an outlaw. It was John Outlaw Hurdle. Out in fucking Mississippi. Out there where I used to live in Mount Pleasant, Mississippi. Do you know, so so you're talking about your grandfather was in the army 25 years? No. Uh, do you know, so that was like World War II era. Yeah, he was a five-star general. My dad went in the Navy and he He was fucking... a five-star general in the army <laughs> yes. in World War II? No, not World War Two, but in the, I mean, he was, after well, he was stationed in Fort Bliss. That's why we lived in El Paso, Texas. What is his name? Do you remember? Glenn Hurdle. Was a four, five, whatever. Yeah. No shit. Do you know what he was? He like a Army Ranger? Was he uh, Air Corps? Was he? I don't know. My mom likes because she spent. She grew up in Germany and all over the place. Your mom grew up in Germany. Yeah. Fucking German, German, German. I'm fucking part fucking kraut, probably. Harding is, you are, every, fucking Germans, man. Well, no, I mean, she just grew up there. I mean, because my grandpa was stationed in Germany in the army, and we, she... She was army brat. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking army brats that grew up in Germany, because we got a fucking big old base there, and I could be wrong, but I think we're pulling troops out of it with Trump. When, Why is that? So. Dude, the, the fucking German fucking chancellor fucking denied fucking that he knew the existence of concentration camps in china and we're pulling fucking troops out of germany tell me the fucking storm clouds aren't gathering for round fucking three with that country that don't quit fucking trying to take over <coughs> so there's concentration camps in china german in, in china. china germany and china are fucking well well volkswagen was a Hitler Nazi fucking car company that still exists today. Which I'm not buying. And they were asked if they knew that they were using concentration camp labor in their fucking Chinese fucking factories and they said they didn't know anything about it. They couldn't talk about it. We know nothing. We know nothing. They'll kill us tonight and our whole family. (laughs) I see nothing. I know nothing. Schultz. So yeah, and then my dad went in the Navy, and he fucking um, he bailed. They what? What is it? Where they lock him? Where they? He went AWOL. <laughs> he went AWOL. My dad was like, "Fuck this shit." He went on. He went on a bender. I don't know. No, he just fucking bailed. <laughs> and they kicked him out. So he was in the Navy for like a year, maybe two. But uh, I ain't going in. Uh, I almost went into the army too, actually. You hear about what's been going on at Fort Hood? Yeah, it's some weird shit. It's fucked. 
all all of a sudden fucking 10 23 year old fucking army people are killed and they're all fucking browner women what are they doing now race war it's what trump wants Somehow, the United States of America took, got took over by one family, by one man of one family, and all he does is fucking sell his name to put on buildings. Who, Trump? Yeah. Well, there's bigger people than Trump that are running fucking Trump. Yes. What about who, the Rockefellers? Where no, are they? No, 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 Let's just... Where let's, are the big guys that please, are way above Trump, dude? Can we please hang our spurs on the Bush family, John? Well, them and fucking Trump had a lot of money, but you got families that are so rich that are way above all these guys. They ruled the world and have right. still ruled the world. I just want to point out, yes, generational wealth is the cause. That's who's ruling the world. Is the cause of all the wars. Yes. It is oligarchy. Now yes. it's, you got Jeff Bezos and these guys. Like, Jeff Bezos got $200 billion. What the fuck are you going to do with $200 billion? Dude. Give it to feed fucking everybody in the world, dude. If you got, you know, what are you going to do with all this money? <laughs> we got starving people. We got people with $200 billion in their bank accounts. It's all, the books are all cooked. And it all boils down to the fact that Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, the new money is willing to justify the old money. And so that's that they end up into the stratosphere because they let the old lies live. Well, Elon, Elon Musk is kind of doing a little good shit, though. At least he's doing the space and, um, you know, Teslas. Those are good cars. You got electric cars. He's, yeah, I don't want to go to fucking Mars, dude. I want to save Earth. I don't want to go to Mars. Yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? If I but, could... I mean, he's doing good. I mean, Jeff Bezos, what is he doing? He's fucking bankrupting everybody and fucking everybody over. All these businesses are going under. Because fucking Amazon. And not paying taxes because the Fed's yeah. fucking en enabling them. Yeah. I mean, so Jeff Bezos isn't doing good. Like Facebook, what's that yeah. dude doing good? What the yeah. fuck's he worth $100 billion for? You know... You know they're you know they're fu fucking up a town on the coast here yeah, in Oregon. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. They fucking almost. Then then they just left. We're out. They're like, you know, poor guys. Um. So anyway, that's what they need. That's what this whole thing needs to start. It's not just the defunding the, the police. It's so much shit that's that needs to change. Yes. Now I want to still get stuck on whatever the fuck you said your family name was. And so, um, so what I'm hearing for the first time, and thank you for sharing it, is that because you weren't raised Catholic, right? You were raised Christian, Southern Baptist, right? Boy. So, so <laughs> does that mean people are speaking in tongues and shit? No, it's just fucking snake handling. It's just like really. If you steal, you're going to hell. If you drink that beer, you're going yeah, to hell. Yeah. Catholics a little more mellow. Well, they're like, well, here, drink wine. Or, you know, I've had, there was parties in El Paso. Not parties, but little festivals where they serve alcohol. Baptist, Southern Baptist, dude, there's no alcohol, none of that stuff. There's, they're just more strict, dude. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the term would be that you are from an old wasp family is a term that i heard growing up catholic you were right white anglo-saxon protestant <laughs> yes you were right and they were yeah i mean and that it means what you were just saying about church that it, it's strict that it's yeah. 
conservative in the sense of what? That everybody everybody needs to shut the fuck up, mind their manners, and do what they're told? Pretty much, yeah. And the number one problem is brown people and women. Yeah, I mean, in, the, in Mount Pleasant, when I moved in 2000, Joel, you had black churches and white churches. It's still kind of... Maybe, nah, I don't think there's any white people into those bikes. So it's still kind of, that's what people don't realize. You go deep down to the south, it's still kind of segregated a little bit. Well, yeah, bit, I was dude. talking to Native about uh, yeah, this, this, not... this incident in Oklahoma where this black Amazon driver was um, stopped, prevented from delivering a package. And he was like, yeah, there's signs down there, man. And I was like, what kind of signs? What are you talking about? And he's like, no niggers, no wetbacks. And I'm like, if there's signs like that up in the USA in 2020, like it is being there's hidden. Signs. It is being hidden. Go down deep into Bama. Where I go, <laughs> go deep to Bama. You don't ride with black people. Like my dad, let's say him and my brother were working there years ago. Yeah, and they said, and they were working with some black guys. And yeah, you couldn't, I guess they got pulled over and the police were like, what the hell are y'all doing? Like, it's weird, dude. That's what I mean. Probably places up in Pennsylvania and shit still segregated. Some of those little fucking... The hills have I remember, eyes, and they I come remember, out all fucking... <laughs> I, remember, I remember my father told me about a bar that uh, just didn't serve black people. Like, they'd sit there for 20 minutes, and no, they would not be seen by the bartender. Wow. That's weird, Because I asked. I'm like, well, how, what does that mean? It's against the law. And he's like, they, they'll just sit there. They're just, you know, they won't be... you know. Oh, yeah, sure. Sorry about that. We'll get you a drink. Oh, yeah, sure. Sorry about that. We'll get you a drink. You know. Wow. It's the two-faced white devil shit. I mean, I never, I mean, I experienced it. There's black people who didn't like, you know, but I always, I had a lot of black friends, dude. I never got along with everybody. I love the country. Dirt roads, man, drinking beer, driving dirt roads all night, fucking just having fun, bonfires. That's the one thing about, I love living in Portland, but I miss the land so much. Uh, Mount Pleasant, Mississippi. How far of a drive do you think for like 500 grand, how far away from here do you think that would be a doable commute that you could afford a home for like a four bedroom home with a, with fucking, you know, enough land to put your fucking legal four pot plants or eight or whatever if, it, if, you, if you're medical. How, how far How far of a drive? Kalama's only like... 40 minutes, 30 minutes. And with traffic, it's like an hour. Have you ever been to that new McMinimins we did over in Kalama? I don't know. Right on the Kalama River. No, I remember you talking about how beautiful it was. We could go down there. This dude, he lives right there. I just bid a house in Kalama overlooking this guy from fucking Louisiana. A CPA um, was selling it because he said it's just too far. All of his kids graduated from LSU. I went in there with my fucking Bama shirt on. Oh, fucking man. I, that's probably what lost the bid. I was like, fuck. Dude. LSU fan. <laughs> the fuck? Which we lost a bid, which it would have been like, it was like six bedrooms, and they tried to paint it themselves. It was all fucked up. So, I mean, you had to sand down all the trim and respray it. But the view, dude, was astounding. You could see oversee like the whole Kalama fucking ring. like it was beautiful, dude. And it was and then grow weed out. Oh, you could have grown weed too. There's nobody out there buying, dude. And it's forty minutes from here. That dude, that'll kill you. I did it for I did it for um 
I mean, I don't know what that actual guy lives in fucking out there, and he comes here. I don't. Every day. I don't know what that actual commute's like in uh in. You mean fucking asshole from Bend? No. Okay. So you remember me? there was. You remember the buddy that came back? No. Yeah, you. I got nothing that? to do with that dude, and uh, 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 no. He's cool. You would like him, dude. He's he's fucking. No, cool. I'm saying I I don't. Was fucking. I never fucking idiot, but this dude's pretty cool. I never saw him when he came back yeah. i was already gone okay yeah when he kept me at flat base for what i did up in bend and didn't give me travel pay and all the fucking bullshit Jason, fuck yeah. and then and then come to think of it the reason you i left went after him on all that too I, you're goddamn right you still could you're goddamn right and <laughs> go after him and and uh Buddy. and actually bringing up speaking of the devil when fucking had me sit when you finished up that fucking Troutdale, but you're killing it, dude. Thank you for doing this. And honest to God, no one will hear anything that we say. Like, what'll happen is I'll listen to the whole fucking thing. It takes hours, dude. Hours. <laughs> I'll listen to the whole thing probably like eight times. And every time I'm making it like so that our volume levels are the same and cutting out names of people. <laughs> like anything that makes anybody who's not here, I don't want their name like out there. You know, like on another episode, I talked to John Harding and we made fun of Sean Dugan. Like we didn't make fun of him, but like we were like acting like we were him. You know, like I was like, yeah, if he was here, he'd be like, hello, world. Uh, give us a wank with the jaws of your arse. And and, <laughs> and, and, and and I was like, oh, when I was five years old, I was strapping cigarette packs up my legs inside my baggy pants and delivering them to my uncles in the IRA because they were in a British prison. You know, and I <laughs> and I and I just was talking shit and so like i gave all that to sean and i was like i'm not putting this out there i'll cut it if you want but like if you're cool with us fucking talking shit like that we love you like we didn't you know and so he was like i'm an open book yeah but you know if i'm mentioning things like his uncle's in the ira what's you know, what's going on with him are they i heard this fucking about they're fucking you've been uh, saying that dude no ever i mean since... they got like four guys what do they got four or five what do... They're doing as good as they fucking want to do, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could call someone right now and answer all these questions for you if you really want to know. Like, he'll tell you, but, like, I don't give a fuck. They're all fucked. You know what I mean? Well, I, they have no people. Most I of can name, people left. I can name seven companies that hire a union that I made solid money for before I asked for it, and they did not give it to me. Seven. You know what I mean? Fuck them. So, like, just getting back to, like, the fact that you're from Texas and stuff, and uh, you're wearing a goddamn Cowboys fucking jersey, dude. And growing up in the suburbs of Philly, like, it just literally makes my mouth get a bad taste in my mouth to see that fucking outfit. This like, is it, baby. It, we were hating on your fucking Cowboys. Fuck the Eagles. I hate yeah. them motherfuckers. I don't follow any professional sports, Fuck but I was Eagles. raised on that fucking walrus looking blunt white-haired fucking uh, douchebag coach from Texas. I don't remember what his name Andy is. Andy Reid? No, from Texas. From he, First, there was the guy in the 80s that was a cowboy. He was a fucking Texas Ranger. Oh, Landry? The with the fucking hat and all that shit. Landry. And the shades. Yeah. Like he was fucking Tom Selleck. Um, but then there was 
the, uh, Jimmy Johnson. That fuckface. I like Jimmy. What do you like about him? He won us three Super Bowls. <laughs> what else? If he had stayed there, he'd have won fucking a couple more. Can you understand with what a fucking douchebag that guy is on a personal level? To, to, to watch, to have Philly hate him on a personal level and then watch him win three while they Philly won none. Can you understand and the Philly level? Philly finally won one last but year. I'm just Was saying. Was it last year they won? I'm, no. I'm just uh, saying, dude. Fucking fucking I'm just saying, dude. Can you imagine the, the level of hatred? You know what I mean? Like, it is so despised. That's why I'll never go to Philly. Philly's a fucking rat-infested hole anyways. That's New York City. <laughs> well, Philly, too. Philly's one of the older... No, Philly I would like to dude, go Dude, I got a rat in my fucking smoke shed. Philly's... It's fucking juicy. It's big, dude. I, I mean, it, I think it's a rat. It's fucking... It's butts as big as my fist. What smoke shed? Where we just... Watch me have a cigarette. Oh, there's one inside there? Dude, I... Something's fucking butt was as big as my fist, and it was like... Maybe it was a fucking squirrel, dude, yeah. but I had no tail. You know what I mean? It had no fucking squirrel tail. It was as big as a fucking... Maybe a possum. It was as big as a goddamn squirrel, but it was a fucking rat, dude. No, dude, because I got possums that fucking scare the shit out of me. So I'll be sitting out there, and I'll be smoking, and all of a sudden, just right in front of me, like I could have kicked it without getting out of the chair. I would have had to lean forward, but without getting up from the chair, I could have kicked a possum that wasn't walking by. Like, like I, that's. I'm not saying that I had any desire to kick it. I was in awe of it, and uh, a little intimidated, quite honestly. But, uh, but that's how close it was that I could have reached out with my foot and touched it. Where'd you get these posters at? The tapestries are uh, Amazon. What about the, basically oh, this, the? This is Amazon too. Basically, the whole fucking room is uh, Amazon and Walmart. God, I might get some of those for my living room. Those are cool. That I'm, one's fucking bad. I'm not saying if you can't beat them, join them. I'm just saying like... I know, it sucks because it's just like... I can't self-fund this without without fucking Amazon and fucking Walmart. Like, I know. It's like, dude, you, you can't stand some of this shit, but at the same time, you're like... You can't hate them, but you... you I don't know, man. It's... The system is broke, and the system needs to work for everyone, and it doesn't. And so... My best idea is is that if I self-fund for everyone, who can fucking stop me? You know what I mean? Like, I don't have any fucking ads on my pod. <coughs> I don't have any fucking money touching it. <coughs> they should give us a payment of 500 a fucking month. No, dude. For like the next year. Do you remember years ago? I've been saying this for years. <coughs> from, from Philly to Portland, I've been saying this. I don't want it to be Trump. And I don't want it to be Biden. I want it to be an indigenous person and or a black Kamala brown Harris. woman. Honestly, That's what honestly, honestly, this is how nationalistic I am, Mr. Wasp. This is how nationalistic I am. I believe that the proper next president is an indigenous woman, preferably with some African-American uh, heritage. Yeah, but is there even anybody... In oh come political? on! Well, anyway, uh, so what I'm saying to you is, and I'm just spitballing here, John, as like as like a as a as a peer, as a as a coworker, as a uh, at times helper, at times boss, kind of a coworker. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I am 
as a red-blooded United States of American citizen, children of generations of veterans. You know, and every time I say that, I keep forgetting to bring up my step-grandfather was also in the Marines. Um, so it's like, if this nation exists, this USA, which is under attack, don't I have the right to assert what my money that I spend on my freedom of speech in my room, in my home? I don't even own this home. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole nother story, property ownership and all that shit. But I'm just saying like, if I, I think I'm capable, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I don't put ads up for corporations and what and get involved in this whole fucking legal system of fucking collaborative fucking lies and bullshit and cooked books if if i take my books which are my money and invested in hosting a blog where i'm talking about anything i want listening to whatever i want having whoever i want on who can stop me yeah that's what the usa is right yeah fuck them let's go <laughs> So, like, I ain't for Trump being president, but I ain't for Biden either. So, the election hasn't happened yet. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Thank you. The election hasn't happened yet. If I don't believe that two political parties should exist and the election hasn't happened yet, then correct me if I'm wrong, but here in my fucking guest bedroom, two political parties don't exist for me. I'm allowed to think that, right? Like, I'm I'm, I'm allowed... So, political, you're just saying... Republicans and Democrats, fuck them both. Oh. Fuck them. So who are you, you're a libertarian? No, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them all. Fucking... I'm Joel. There you go. United States citizen. So you're John, United States I citizen. I know, I guess you got it. The bad thing is, I guess, I don't know, the whole politics is, do we really need it? <laughs> do we? No. Not really, probably. It's just all about fucking money, and they get all the money, and we get fucked. Amen, brother. <laughs> You'll see, I think, dude, though, the, the more of these older people dying, the younger people, like, um, what's her name? Okay, what's her name? The girl, the one from New York City. Andrea Ocasio-Cortez. More people like that get in it, Joel. You're going to see shit change. The, the house is trying to legalize weed. Finally, we won't have to fucking worry about weed anywhere in the U.S., Mushrooms on the ballot this year in Oregon, brother. Are they? Woo! Finally, the young, the older generations die, dude. But They're it, gone. But it's, a, but it's a European white devil version of legal mushrooms. I mean, it's a start, but it's like you know, no acknowledgement of where they come from, of the traditions attached to them. It's like a therapist in a clinical setting with headphones on, and you will have an Uber Lyft home. You know, fucking. It's, Tripped out. Welcome to Oregon. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going, dude. That'll be a trip. White people make sense, honestly. Welcome to Oregon. <laughs> but I think the Biden is trying to train Kamala Harris, and she'll be the next president after Biden. That's her step. That's his stepping. That's her stepping stone uh. into getting. And that's Biden's, like, last little hurrah of fucking politics. Watch, Biden fuck probably be done after this. Well, now, Biden, once she gets Biden, elected. Biden was done when he ran as 
uh, Obama's VP to, to help justify <laughs> Obama. And then uh, when he had fucking nothing to do because he was losing his mind because he's getting so old, Obama was like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've got an initiative for uh, this wonderful vice president of mine. He's going to cure cancer. And fucking cancer's still around. That motherfucker didn't cure shit. What he is going to do is keep the fucking Iraq, Afghanistan, fucking Boeing, fucking Halliburton, fucking war machine rolling because he's from pirate-ass fucking European fucking corporate Dodge Delaware and the fucking DuPont family and fucking all that craziness. Ooh, the DuPonts. Uh, Have you ever seen that movie about the DuPonts? Dude, I don't remember when it happened. I, I remember when I was at Villanova University that they had the AIE. E-E-I DuPont Villanova Pavilion where they played their fucking basketball Wasn't games. He a and when that shit went down, they ripped his name right off the side of the building. Oh, wow. And he fucking built it for him. That guy. Built- did, wasn't he a wrestler or some shit, DuPont? He was a wannabe wrestler. Okay. He, he, he was a fucking closeted gay dude and fucking cocaine head and fucking fell in love with the wrestlers that he let live at his place he built uh that's the movie he, he, he built yeah. the the u.s wrestling uh he funded it because he wanted to be around sweaty boys Jeez. you went to villanova yeah fuck villanova no shit i was like ah, dude dude i was like i do not want a fucking degree from here why that's a real good college isn't it for what i don't know for academics and college basketball let me put it to you this way uh when i was a junior that was my last year there when i actually went and my senior year i refused to go to the classes because i didn't want a degree from them because i i despised the university um so, so you're a year off from having what what kind of degree of a bachelor a ba in english which I do have, but from Westchester University because a man that I love was dying and asked me to do it. Um, and that's where he went. So you could be an English teacher? I mean, I've taught English as a second language, but um, yeah, I could I could teach English. Um, but I Personally, since I decided in my early 20s that I don't like the, the whole system of education, it's a European romantic... Um, tier system, caste system. Uh, someone, someone said. Someone once said, "The ultimate best case scenario for the end game of following the American university system to its logical conclusion, the best case scenario is to become a tenured professor at said university." It's like a, it's like a vicious circle of bullshit. Um, so anyway, uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Um, that to describe an example of why I hate Villanova university, a simple example would be, it's the kind of place where you can walk directly next to someone in public on the campus, say hello to them and they'll act like they didn't hear you or see you every day. Oh, they're just like rich Like my cool friends would like mock it. They would be like, glad to hear it. Have a good one. And give like a goofy wave, you know, like those were the people that I fell in love with that were there. Um, So, but they were in a minority. Like we were the freaks that hacky sacked at lunch, you know. Um, But a a simpler 
cultural caste system version of why I hate that place is my girlfriend, my my year that I didn't go when I was just a drunken derelict, um, losing my mind, having a, having my first quote unquote midlife crisis at like 21, 22. Um, my girlfriend was an accounting major and she spoke with hushed tones about her friends that were stellar accounting students that were like top of the class students and she would say things like they have an interview with Arthur Anderson and it was like she was like nervous for them and she was like you know intimidated by the interview that she didn't even get and you know within five years it was like the number one accounting firm to fucking collapse because they were the number one bullshit artist for the Enron fiasco of the fucking Republican coup that Trump is fucking standing in front of right now trying to provoke a race war like Arthur Anderson was the fucking company you know what I mean it's like all the fucking connections that they like tout from that university are fucking connections to the fucking problem it's Rome dude it's the the Catholic Church is an arm of the Vatican that speaks and acts towards the Pope in Rome, the Vatican, which is a nation state inside of Italy, which is formerly Rome. I think. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. I think that's what's going on. Don't tell my wife that. Why? Because she loves the pop. The what? The what? The Pope. La Papa. La Papa. Uh-huh. I was in Oaxaca on the beach and my friends had have a bar on the sand with the Pacific Ocean waves crashing and there's no TV like they were wowed when I brought a, a, an MP3 player like you know like they'd seen them before but like I hooked mine up in their bar like we were fucking jamming James Brown and shit Cypress well, Hill since they wouldn't listen to nothing there was no music on well you know you know what Mexican radio is like you grew up in El Paso oh yeah you know at the time by the third my third visit down there reggaeton reggaeton was reggaeton. everywhere all the kids bumping it 24-7 um but um But they brought an extension cord out to their bar on the sand on the beach and hooked up a TV and we watched the selection of the of the Pope that quit. You know how we got two popes right now? I, I think one's handling the mafia money with the with the, 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 the church money with the mafia money with the Italian money versus the world is the is the Pope that quit. He's dealing with all that shit on the back end. And then the people's popes out front like gay people aren't going to hell. Gay people aren't going to hell and I'm not the pedophile. Yeah. Jesus. That's Rome. You know, it's we live in what year, John? What what, what year is it? Of what? The Roman Empire. You know what I mean? Here in Oregon. Where when my great when my when my great grandparents were getting off the boat from Europe, there were council fires here and white people were very much a minority. So um, I never came from Europe or from America, my family. You never came from Europe. That's what you believe. It. If your parents, if your if your family fought in the revolution, then you have nothing to do with Europe. 
Even though you don't know which side they fought on? <laughs> we fought on fucking American side. It was a get down. It was a get down on we this continent. Mississippi somewhere. <laughs> it was a get down on this continent, and by God, we're still here, so it's ours. We're down in Mississippi. That's where, and that's where my mom's, all my grandpa's brothers were. And then my dad's brothers were in El Paso. And my mom has no brothers. She was an only child. I love the South, dude. I miss it. I want to go back. I got in so much shit down there. I haven't been back in 20 years. When you just went on your whirlwind tour for the fucking football game, how was well, it? Well, I went to Bama. I didn't go through Memphis. How was it? Bama. I like Bama. It's good. I like it. Trump fucking came through. You don't remember when I went? I went last year. Trump was in fucking Bama. I was at the bar drinking and fucking cars, woo, fucking police cars. I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's just Trump. Oh, Trump dude. was there. Oh, dude, growing up on the edge of Philly, <laughs> that was like a part of my life growing up. Like, I mean, whatever. I, I I can't help you like South Alabama. I grew up, I liked Alabama since I was 12 years old, man. So, um, and that was my first game ever. There's a brother, being... there's a painter brother, because eventually we're going to assemble the Porter, Paintland Portland Painters Union. The Portland <laughs> Painters Project or the Portland Painters Pod, whatever we all decide. It could be anything. But there was a Pennsylvania painter that I painted with, and many people have heard this story. But getting to getting to how you're saying that caravan of Bush went by, one story is No Trump, not Bush. Whatever. I'm very fixated on the Bush family. So uh Oh, W. So there's this brother, this painter, this dude that I worked for, that I painted for. And when he was out there using and abusing and rocking and rolling and doing shit that he changed his life over, like you know, he's he's a he's a sober man now, and 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 he's a he's still a crazy motherfucker, and 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 and, and a fucking a, a badass fucking bulldog kind of fucking mad dog fucking crazy motherfucker. Um. But I love the dude, and he has this story that he's told many times where he uh, had a dude duct-taped in his car, and he was going to murder him, and he was he was bound up in his in his minivan, and he probably hadn't slept for days. Um, and uh, he was driving through Philadelphia, and he got pulled over, and he got locked up for that, for having that man and attempted murder and all this stuff. And the reason he got pulled over is because Clinton was in Philly and they had, you know, when, when, when shit like that comes through town, they got fucking people all over the place. You don't know who's where, you know? So he was driving near one of those caravans and was seen as a threat. Like whatever they determined on the road, cause it's all live, you know, like whatever, whatever people were out on the road with eyes following the, the caravan of Clinton saw him with hit with his minivan with whatever the fuck look was on his face and they were like let's check him and uh he got a fucking guy back here get over here yeah oh oh he's about to kill somebody because of a police yeah because of a president and another Jesus another Christ. good another good presidential caravan I have this is a crazy one so there's this man that I love and his name is Jihad, his first his first name, honest to God. And uh, he's from Lebanon, and he's a Christian. 
And the first time I met him, he was working at a country club. In fact, the one that my parents were a social member of. So we were allowed to go to the restaurant in the 80s. Of the, We weren't allowed to play golf. My father could play golf like three times a year with his social membership. And that's why he had it. And so we were eating in this fucking Whitford, Whitford Country Club restaurant. It's like, a, it's a, it's a suburban country club. Like, uh, if you like golf, fucking, you'd probably love to play it, you know. I learned how to be a caddy there. And I hate golf. And uh, I want to start learning. So, I'd like to. So, we should go play golf. So, so, dude, this dude's managing. I'm not good at a short story. I'm sorry. I hate golf. I'll carry. I'll carry for you. Well, no, let's. Just I'll carry your bags. Drive the fucking golf cart. No, I'll, I'll, I'll carry your bags. Dude, you need to do. You need to walk. Um, so this dude's managing the restaurant, and he comes up, and my mom introduces me because she'd already befriended him, and she says, "Jihad, uh, I'd like you to meet my son Joel." And I look at him and I'm like, please correct me if I'm, you know, nice to meet you. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But does your name mean Holy War? And he was like, yes, it does. With a smile on his face. This is in the 80s, dude. And uh, and my mom ended up loving this dude. And she was a secretary at what was at the time the Great Valley Hilton. And when they needed a restaurant manager, she got him in there. Like she was like, get this guy. He's incredible. So he ended up being the manager there for years. So he's my friend to this day. Like, I love this dude. I was at his wedding. Like, uh, I love this dude. So um, he's driving back from New York City with the um, boss of the uh, of the Great Valley Hilton. And they're in a they're in a big his big black tinted window Ford Explorer SUV. And I don't remember who was president. If it was Bush or Clinton, I don't fucking remember. It was probably Clinton again. They're coming through the tunnel from New York City. The Lincoln Tunnel is a nightmare. It, when, you, when you drive through this thing, you're like, oh my God. Like, if something bad happens, I'm stuck here. Like, this is, I'm underwater in a fucking stinky, dirty tunnel. Like, with cars in front of me and cars behind me. It's scary. So they're in the traffic line to go through the Lincoln Tunnel. And it's bumper to bumper. And everything gets shut down and a fucking presidential caravan comes ripping through. And damn it, if every one of those fucking cars wasn't a fucking black Ford Explorer SUV with tinted windows, exactly like Jihad's. And he fucking, as soon as the fucking caravan passes, he just fucking guns it. And he followed the whole fucking thing. And they fucking saved like an hour of fucking traffic, dude. I love that trip. story so much. <sighs> That's a fucking trip. Yeah. I mean, Clinton wasn't too bad of a president, dude. Oh, Clinton? Okay, hold on a second. Way better than the fucking Republican coup. But what the fuck came after? He got the debt to zero. The national debt. He brought down all the debt, and then Bush and everybody else is just what the fuck? Racked it up. What the fuck? Point number one: What the fuck did he leave us with? Just like Obama, what the fuck did he leave us with? Because because they are the Democrats. I'm talking about not Bill Clinton or Obama, President Obama personally, not them personally, but the Democrats who don't fucking exist in my head or my fucking room. 
What they fucking do is they enable multinational corporations over the people of the United States of America. And Bill Clinton fucking did that. Well, and that's why he's got $100 million now or whatever he's fucking worth. Bill Clinton also besmirched the fucking office by having a young Jewish girl give him blowjobs and cigar shows. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care if every fucking president did it. He shouldn't have fucking done it. I would have done it. <laughs> All I can say is this, John. If I would ever do that, it would be because the woman wanted to fucking do it and she fucking wanted to fucking talk about it and I wanted to talk about it and I wanted to do it. It would be for the fucking people if I was in the fucking people's White House. Fuck them people. And when I see fucking Chelsea Clinton going around talking about how much she cares about the world <laughs> or the Bush girls or, you know, fucking, you know, you politicize fucking families. It's an aristocracy from Europe. Go fuck yourselves. Are you going to go back to work anytime soon, Joel? If I'm if I'm to if I'm to care about um, forward momentum financially, the longest I can prolong not working is another month. But um, I I've received no income since the beginning of May. Like May fifth, I think was the last day I worked. I've gotten only the twelve hundred dollar check from uh, the fucking. Donald Trump because he put his goddamn signature on the letter he mailed me because I didn't get the check that had his signature so the motherfucker mailed me a letter telling me he fucking gave me the money and it's not his fucking money to give fuck him and uh that's all I've gotten I've gotten nothing from Oregon yet I'm under review uh, and I stopped filing like last week I realized I was like I have to check a box on unemployment saying I'm actively looking for work and I'm not uh I was and I'm not you're in the union well, you do, and uh, uh, fuck them, uh, fuck them all. I, 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 I am, I am, I am a part of the problem, John. I'm a fucking cis, I'm a cis white male. You know what I mean? Like I got privilege of the fact that I did go to a university. I got privilege that my high school cost is more than some universities cost. My high school costs more than tuition for college, and uh, and and. And, and I believe in carrying my own weight. I went to a high school in Mississippi, H.W. Byers, called Sam Flats. Herbert Walker Byers? Just no, H.W. Byers. You know how many people graduated in my class? 60. 60. 82. That's how little. 82 of mine. Yours, 82. So I was in the middle of a country, and I can show you. Actually, in ours, was only like six white people, and the rest were all black people that graduated my class. So that shows you where, where I was at. I mean, so this whole racial inequality, everybody's talking about. I mean, dude, the South—it's been like that for for hundreds of years, man. So let me ask you this, because it was like of the eighty-two white boys that I graduated, you know how many were black? None. So, so, so and, and, and my father went to Girard College in Philadelphia from sixth grade all the way through high school, which was built by Stephen F. Girard, a Frenchman who became one of the wealthiest men in the world in Philly and built a school for fatherless white boys. It was the first will ever broken in the United States of America because now women and anybody can go.
Well, then I, w I went to school in Memphis too, in Kirby, which is gang infested now. So when there's six white boys in a racist state and the rest of the 70 people or 50 people are black, where this, there was not mixing, right? Like the six white people fucking treated the rest like they weren't fucking a part of the crew, right? No, we were all, everybody was in our class. Everybody was in high school. Yeah. What years is this? Like 98 to 2000. So that had only been going on for like how long? For fucking a long time. No, no, that everybody was fucking, you know, cool with each other racially in school together. Yeah. I mean, I, I, dated some of the black girls i put them there's other people so there was mixing going on i don't know but i'm saying though like at that school that you went to when there when there was a when there was a mixer and for for homecoming for the homecoming parade you know what i mean the people that had graduated 10 years before it wasn't like that you know yeah yeah in the 80s in alabama no this was in mississippi oh sorry i'm geographically illiterate Governor Tate. It was it was chill racially integrated in the eighties and nineties. But I mean, there's still people that are like, "Fuck you, get out of here, white boy and shit." I mean, it's still that's what I mean. You just get used to it. And there's places in town you don't go to, white or black. Memphis is like bad, if there was man. a high school party, everybody was invited. No. Um. We really didn't. I mean, I we no. I mean, I had different crowds partied, but it didn't matter really. Black, there's black people in our clouds, our crowds of partying. A lot of those black people didn't like drink and party like us. Suburbs of Philly, eighty-eight to ninety-two. I went to high school, forty-five minutes outside of the city. Everybody was invited. You know, it was like. I mean, I was selling quarter pounds when I was like twelve years old, dude. It's a little different. Was it homegrown or was it Mexi Brick? Mexi Brick or some. sometimes it was like, hey, you, you would know what you got, dude. Sometimes it's good and sometimes you're like, fuck. You got a half pound of fucking hay I got to sell. So people are like, it's like last weekend. And you just, fuck you, motherfucker. Are they see it? I don't want that shit. At 12. At 12. 12, like 14, 15. We used to get dime stacks and just roll blunts. How much would you sell a dime for when you were 14 of Mexi Brick? I didn't. I mean, I just sold quarters and uh, a dime, $10. And a quarter? Sometimes. It was just mainly quarters, half ounces, ounces. Quarter for how much? 25. What year? If you were my buddy, maybe 20. Um, it's like 95, 96. <laughs> <laughs> 95 96 I, in the main line I was getting 180 180 ounces of uh, Mexi Brick CD Mexi Brick for 180 108 you're paying that much damn we, I was 100 maybe it was like 80 really damn you guys $45 quarters Jesus Christ <laughs> I mean I got better deals dude. I mean I got you quarter I mean? pounds for like 200 I got better deals but like when I when I made it when I made it to the West Coast in like ninety in like ninety six when I made it to the West Coast in ninety six and I found out that people were selling fifty dollar ounces in California like just on the beach I almost shit myself. Oh, yeah. oh El Paso is even cheaper. 
There you get a pound for like a hundred dollars. I was like, I was like, this is this is how much I paid for a quarter, and I'm getting an ounce. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting for four four of what I got one of, and then and then I basically met a Rasta there in Ocean Beach, and uh, he was like, I don't let money touch my herb, and uh, I kind of like tried really hard to be like that. Where'd you get that poster at? That Memphis poster. I had a I had a like social justice calendar, and uh, when the year ended, I just cut all the artwork off of it. So there there are racist people that are just entrenched, like you said, like they're not gonna they're not gonna be nice, they're not gonna treat people like they're one family. They're this is where my mom just sold the corner. My grandma used to live right across the seventy two. So growing up in that where that was obvious because I grew up where it wasn't obvious where people hit it you know what I mean they like uh, they were real two-faced about it like they wouldn't they wouldn't say it unless they trusted you that they were racist um, because you know the Underground Railroad and shit was going on in Pennsylvania during the Civil War like um, which I'm proud of I mean honestly like this is that's how fucked up the USA is, is I'm gonna bring you that Thanks. Um, so it's like, you know, growing up, I was like all proud. Pennsylvania is the first state in the Underground Railroad. And then I realized, oh, but wait, if it was underground in Pennsylvania, that meant they had to hide it from Pennsylvanians. You know what I mean? Everything's fucked. So knowing those people and seeing that life there where it was like out in the open, you know, like on signs and shit in policies of social contracts what do you think the solution is what, what do you think how do you how do you make the best of that situation how do you fix it if you were king if I was king what's your situation of like that town where there's you know racists that are racist end of story it's not I mean everybody can pretty much gets along I'm just saying there's still because they're just racist people I don't know how you change that? How you gonna change people? Do you think it would make it better if um? It's not everybody's racist. But do you, you got a do you think white it would people that are racist? A couple black people that are racist. Do you think that it would make it better if like there was an acknowledged racism in our society where it was like, okay, culturally, like we are openly naked. Everybody is like that, aren't they? Well, well, I mean, on the level of like state sponsorship. On the level of like where we're trying to make it equal for everyone and let everyone have their own shit. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I've painted. John, let me ask you, how many houses do you think you've painted in your life? How many homes have you been in with a paintbrush? Um, you couldn't even guess, right? <coughs> how long have you been painting? Since I was 12. And how old are you? <laughs> 26 years yeah right so 26 years I mean if I counted fucking paint when I was 12 that's uh, where I grew up fast so I was 15 year old hanging out with fucking 30 year old dudes drinking beer and smoking fucking crack up. I was working in my daddy's video rental store at 12 I was caddying when I was maybe 
I don't remember how old I was. When I was 13, like I told you, I was copping quarter pounds selling it at work to motherfuckers already. I was selling fucking Nower Leaders out of a hollowed out Great Lives, Great Deeds book. You like, see what kind of life? <laughs> different here. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I grew up around painters, dude, like that. I'd be going to lunch, getting smoked out, come back, fucking work. And I, I actually went and got a job at Kroger and like a fucking busboy. And I didn't last long, dude. You get your check, it was like fucking $60 for two weeks. Go paint, you know, you're making $12 an hour. You make two or $300 a week. I think it's time for some Grateful Dead, brother. I miss live music so much, dude. Do you think that that would work in like fucking this town that you're talking about? What's it called again? Mount Pleasant, Mississippi. No, because there's still. Couldn't there be like? I know some of my friends. Couldn't there be like a, a a black version of Mount Pleasant and then another one next to it that's a white version of it? If they want to be that way, and you know what I mean, like well, if they want so to be that, that way. That place, so right there where I showed you, that's probably there's some black people. It's a lot of white there, but if you go down that way, and uh, 10, 15 minutes, take a right, you go down there, then you get to the bar, and it's called the Hole. They used to be like fucking crack houses. Oh, it is. You see the social adjustment. It, it's fucked up. Honk, the whole thing set I, up, I, I believe the historical term is honky tonks. No, crack houses. <laughs> What's a honky tonk? There's no. What uh, is it? What is it? Just like fucking uh, Bar. bars and shit. Yeah. So you go to Dallas. When I go to Dallas, when we go to Fort Worth, yeah, there's like fucking 20 honky tonks right there, dude. And the fucking liquor is so cheap. I, I spent a hundred dollars, and we went back to this place, Billy Bob's. It has like a lot of country. And dude, my shirt. I, I saw the picture of me the next day. It was not, dude. Tequila shots are like two dollars down there. I mean, if you go down to fucking Dallas Fort Worth and try to drink, you will get plastered. Dallas is a cool place. You ever been to Dallas Fort Worth? I flew in to the fucking Bush Bushy International Bushy Airport because the, the CIA fucking runs the world out of the fucking Lone Star State. Osama Bin Laden's probably tied up in their fucking family basement in Crawford. <laughs> They're waterboarding them. That's how they wake up. They have their fucking British fucking wasp fucking tea while they're fucking dumping it and waterboarding fucking Osama. Thanks to Obama, by the way. I really appreciate this, man. We're getting some really good shit. I gotta say, John, people have told me my whole life, people have told me that I'm blessed. And it's probably true. I wouldn't know because whatever's blessing is like beyond comprehension, you know. But I've suffered a lot. But I've also, I've no regrets. I've no regrets on a remarkable life, in my opinion. And you have a quality about you, John, that is like, I've never fucking, I've never met anybody like you in one sense. So anyway, professionally, I can honestly say you confound my, my logic of my brain of what being a professional is. You are a paradox. And it is in a it is in a blessed way. Like you make 
no sense of why I enjoy working with you. Uh, and, uh, and yet I very much enjoy working with you. And uh, you get away with things that astound me professionally and they charm people. People love you for it. Like you, you are a one of a kind professional dude, honest to God. Like, uh, I, before I came out here and joined the union, I, I painted homes for 17 years and very, very light commercial. Like if someone needed an epoxy floor in a hallway or something, but, uh, or garage, you know, but, uh, but, but then I learned commercial industrial. You, like you said, were basically like, you know, running commercial stuff in your early twenties for your uncle. And, um, and, and it's, it's no bullshit. Uh, you know, it's no bullshit. Um, but I learned a lot from working with him The only reason that I suffered the hell that an SPCO member company put me through in Bend, Oregon, the only reason that I suffered that hell was because you were fun to work with. I know. I was helping you because you didn't even have a license at the time. And the love, honest to God, love that I saw in old man McMiniman's face when he was around you, that he adored you, made me want to help him. Like, like I was like this dude walking around in Birkenstocks and a fucking, you know, Patagonia fucking hunting vest, uh, on a fucking job site that is a labor of love for him. Like also loves John. Like as much as he loves what we're making for him, like he loves John that much. How, you know, point being, maybe he's like that just because he's like a trippy old hippie. You know what I mean? But I saw it towards you. I saw it towards you at that employee when they when they gave us all, you know, drinks and, and pizza and that whole buffet thing. I saw him single you out and make room at the table to be able to fucking pour it on you, dude. Like, he, I didn't see him do that for other people. He was, I know. I like Mike. He loves you, man. I saw it. Well, I mean, you didn't go through Seattle. That was a fucking... Go up to that... Mc, I want to go up there so bad. You should go. I've never been to Seattle. The McMinniman's up there studying. We did it. Me and Luis, dude. And Luis, dude, that dude's a fucking... I wish he'd still work. We should, we should get him in. We should get him in on the pod. Yeah. He might be paranoid right now. His wife's old and she's got like... What does that have to do with anything? Well, because I don't know. I'll have to give him I'll never put anything up he doesn't want up. You know what no, I mean? No, I mean from being around other people. I think oh. I got sick of you because I haven't. I, I forgot about the coronavirus sitting here with you. Coronavirus is still up there, dude. You know, you know what's fucked up? It means king. That's what corona means, right? Bill Gates put it out here to fucking kill us. My mom said they're gonna when they do the vaccine they're or, gonna put a chip in you. Or is it? Or is it? Or is it the th the, the the thing they wear? Crown, crown, crown. I think it means crown. Bill Gates is. Uh, Why am I holding your phone? Is Bill Gates the one? Or what are you talking about? Who brought coronavirus? Well, if I had to guess, there are ethnic cleansers people that were apartheid South African ethnic cleansers, pro-Chinese ethnic cleansers, pro-Russian ethnic cleansers, pro-white power U.S. ethnic cleansers, and I think that they make things. I think they make things. 
I think they make things like AIDS, and I think they make things like uh, COVID COVID nineteen. I don't. Are the Chinese? I think that. Trump. I think that there's a coup running the USA, and Bill Gates is not necessarily a part of that coup, but he definitely provides them carte blanche technology, and he, like the second pope, like or like the first pope that quit has supposedly retired from fucking whatever and all he's doing is spending his riches and what that man with all the with all the shit going on inside the United States of America what that man decided to do with his money is flood Africa with fucking drugs and he can talk about pinworms and fucking malaria and all those things suck and death does happen and and I'm thankful for lives that he saved etc etc but I don't want to live in a mask world. I want to live in an earth world. I don't want to go to Mars. I don't want to go to uh, uh, cryo labs and I don't want to go to um, uh, sterile environments. I want to be on earth environments because everything else is not sustainable. Everything else is destructive and, and, and lies. I mean, I don't know, man. That's going to be crazy. I don't even... What do we got? Two more months? I don't even think it, it's a question of whether or not he gets elected. I think it's a question of whether or not he lets the votes get tallied. I mean, basically, the RNC, the whole, the whole push of the whole imagery of the RNC is, I have the military. So guess what I did this week, bro? I spent probably 80 hours this week going through nine different voice recordings that I put on my cell phone with permission at the Oregon Rainbow Hippie Gathering in 2017. I I was friends with this incredible dude um, who plays the mandolin, and uh, he... I said, listen, because he was saying he this was probably his last national he was going to make it to because he was headed to Hawaii. And I was like, listen, so you can listen again. Can I just throw my celly in the back of your wheelchair and just leave it on voice recorder? I don't know how it'll come out. but And dude, that was 2017, so three years ago. It took me three years to learn how to pull that shit audio and make it louder and listenable. It's still not perfect, but like I got it good enough that I isolated tracks out just of him on songs, seven CDs. I made seven CDs full of music just of this dude playing. Like, uh, I just put it in the mail this morning right before I saw you. So worst case, you need a job in a month and you take scale, you'll come back and work for me, dude. Fuck you. Fuck Again, you. I'm gonna put you on some fucking. You're, you're, you're fucking gold tooth fucking flashes at me when you act like that. Go fuck yourself. You oh, you fuck. Flashing. This is this is a, uh, this is he who declares himself Pinky. The pink dog. You come work for Pinky again. The pink dog. This is the personality, that it that it. 1230 at night in a strip bar will walk up to me as I'm sitting by myself which, wishing that a dancer would come sit next to me and hang out. You'll come charging out, look at me and be like, who the fuck wants to go? Where the fuck are they? 
Yeah, man. I, I just realized, like, when I started having to strap a fucking CPAP fucking nasal pillow on my face like Darth Vader at night, because for six years, two girlfriends have been telling me that uh, I, I stop breathing when I sleep and I snore so loud they can't sleep. And um, I just realized, I'm like, I can paint forever. Like, I, for as long as my body works, if someone that I love needs something painted, I can do it for them. Like, that's a skill. Oh, you're getting out of painting? Okay. No. No. That's what I'm saying. I'll always be a painter. Like, forever. Like, who needs it? You think the breathing's got to do with painting? Well, no. I'm saying, it, I just, you know, it's like... Uh, I'm not 20, 30. I'm not physically invincible. Like, I'm not, you know, it's... You're going to go 50. Yeah, the, the aches the aches are like, you know, um, getting to be not worth the, the chasing the money. You know what I mean? It's like... Well, I'm not saying you just come work and see. Do you like the guys work at your same speed? I'm not saying it'll never happen, but it's only going to happen, like I've been saying to you, if I have a sit-down with... And I don't care. I don't even want to rehash it with you. That's what. That's how it's going to happen. You know what I mean? That's how. Maybe. Well, it, we can always we can always do side jobs together, bro. You know. Um, but. Uh, you gonna go back to? No, I, I won't go to back to anyone that I left. That's why I left, John. That's what you don't get about me. That's what you don't get about me. You're not going back to the union. Oh yeah, I'm going back to the union. Yeah. My health plan is good for another month, so I can stretch it another month. If I got a job in a month, my health plan would kick off. I, dude, I'm not even worried about it. I'm not even worried about it. They're giving like $35, but this like 60 hours a week. So yeah, just relax, dude. They're gonna, you're gonna get all the work you can get. I'm not worried about it. <sighs> Might be on your butt and these grinding fucking floors and info. But unless a woman traps me here, dude, like I also reserve the right to do this exact same thing on a fucking beach in Hawaii. You know what I mean? Like, I never been. We make some money off this shit. Well, that's okay. So this is this this is what I want to talk about. Like, this is something like like we can always care or not care at any moment. If what we, we can sit in here and do podcasts or something. That's that's not fucking painting. Well, okay. So I hate fucking. I mean, I like painting some days, but most days I don't like fucking paint. I don't. I'd rather really smoke weed and yeah, just chill. We can take some acid. We can fucking talk. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into taking LSD personally because it's man-made. Whatever you want to take, I'll take. Did you just hear like a plane go by right when we talked about that part? There was like a big roar. It's pretty trippy. Yeah, yeah, man. I. I anytime, anytime that you're not popping pills and you're not drinking. And you want to trip him? Any, we can have Listen, don't ever, ever bring that shit here, dude. I already told you that. When you come here bombed out, I'm like, go. Like that's the thing. Like I love sober John, dude. I'm hanging out with you right now, like, like, like it's helping me in my heart to be able to hang out with you from my heart. And when you're Zanny, it's like this guy isn't even in the room. You know what I mean? I don't. Like, I don't like that, John. That's like. That's not even pinky, dude. That's like fucking. That's some. That's some fucking wrecking ball. That's that's a wrecking ball of fucking chaos, is what that is. 
It's on. You live. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, wake John. Wake up, America. Joel's fucking here. Big Daddy Joel, the big papa. Standing next to a fucking <laughs> six foot whatever, fucking two hundred whatever pound wasp. Texas stinger. The stinger. Actually, they bite. I think I'm pretty sure wasps bite. They don't sting. I don't know. We sting you multiple times. These are the ones that die. We keep stinging you. So my fucked up story about how that's an example of the fucked up '80s is that song was all over the radio, and the story going at the time was that it was about how he heard a story about a friend who who drowned. This shit's gonna be all over the place in music. I'm about to go into some. You know how I roll. I mean, it's gonna go into I'm, this, maybe to rap, all over the spectrum. I'm gonna, um, yeah, take over, dude. <laughs> but I'm gonna send you a text link to the Tracy Chapman video. It's not a song; it's just her talking for like a minute. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll send it to you. Ooh, I got some badass songs. I used to take ecstasy when I was like fucking in my teens, every day to this song. You ever took X and listened to this song? No. Phenomenal. This is a country ass fucking redneck white boy song. When you're in Mount Pleasant, Mississippi, tripping on acid and ecstasy, what would you else did you listen to? How old were you? Like 17. REM. Good X. REM and Jane's Addiction. That's what you were listening to? On a thunderstorm evening, pop a roll and fucking the, the clouds come in, dude. Just fucking in the country. You're rolling down dirt road in an old fucking Chevy. And the night just started. Bunch of cold bud lights. <laughs> Girls in tight jeans. Yep, later on. I mean, I was just watching a movie about this. You ever seen it about the fucking plane crash that took down Ronnie Van Zandt? I might have. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's good, man. And you know they didn't like flying planes, dude? That was just kind of out of desperation. Yeah, they basically begged them to go. Yeah. Like, you got to be there, bro. You got to be there. All right, fine. So, if... Trump contests the votes. What do you think is going to happen? Blood in the streets? No, big time. I mean, there's already blood in the streets. There's already. It's going to get crazy. That's for sure. The Trumps are pushing in the fucking... All those fucking agents or whoever the fuck he's sent in. Troops, they'll go crazy, dude. He wins that shit. The only reason that he that they haven't is because he, they don't want to that, that that he is illegitimate in asking for it it's not constitutional and they're not listening to his wishes that's why it hasn't happened you know could be wrong but I'm pretty sure like down in Guatemala among the indigenous of south of here that there is a type of 
medicine is the best word. Um, a type of medicine that some men and maybe women use. And it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's soda water. It's, it's soda. Like, I got a guy that works, lives in Guatemala, works for Ask him about it. Like th- yeah. th- that they'll actually use like soda, Coca-Cola, Fanta, whatever. doesn't matter. Soda in ceremonies. Oh, you like Hank? You don't like Hank, dude. I'll let you know. You've never listened to Hank Williams? Is this uh, Oki from Muskogee? This is after Hank and them stopped doing coke and drinking whiskey. This is after everybody went through rehab and shit. Everybody just wants to go back home. This is your song, Joel. And I have seen my name at the top of the page. But I need to find a friend just to run around. But nobody wants to get high on the town. And like so he's singing about how he wants to be a dirtbag, but he can't find anybody to be a dirtbag with. And the only part that's fun to dance to for me is the fiddle once. It's got it's got the rhythm for a slow person. If if every Sunday you need to be told that you're gonna burn in hell because Jesus is going to come someday and the guy who's telling it to you is richer than you and he's more mad than you and you're scared of him and you're scared of God, this is a great song. <laughs> you know what happens if you play a song? I told you I would have put on some crazy You know what happens if you play a country song like this backwards? You know what happens if you play it backwards, John? You get your truck back, you get your beer back, you get your job back, you get your money back, you get your woman back, you get your family back, you get your house back. You like this? You like Nipsey? I don't know him. You never heard of Nipsey? I just know him because Snoop's doing tributes to him because he, he passed. I'm stuck in the 90s. With, I'm stuck in the 90s with my shit. Well, this dude came right at like 2000. Right in the 90s too, I think So this kind of music, R&B style music, this is what I always say. When I hear this, it puts me in a mood where I feel like I'm hanging out with a dude who's hanging out with his woman. And I don't want to be near a dude when he's feeling like that. And I don't want a dude near me when I'm feeling like that. I want to just be alone with the chick. That's the song. I'm saying this, this kind of vibe like isn't my style of like, I don't go to this. Dave Matthews Band, same thing. If you're gonna croon, you're talking to a woman, you're not talking to me. And maybe that's why I'm single, bro, because I'm not a good crooner. Did your mom smoke cocaine? I thought I heard he said, Oh, you born in the 80s, did you only smoke cocaine? He said that. Were you born in the 80s, did your mom smoke cocaine? 
He sounds like an influence on uh He sounds like he influenced or or was influenced by um To Pimp a Butterfly dude. He's awesome. You know this. So I'm giving you some new school little country right into rap. Right into old school rap. After this, listen to Tracy Chapman talk talk about social oh media. God. Talk about social media. Just throw her on, dude. That link I sent you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this era right here, what they what they're doing on this song, it hasn't been eclipsed. This era of hip hop is not there's nothing has come beyond it, with the exception of a few that I'm gonna do a podcast about, like Freestyle Fellowship, like. You know, with the people that are talking about how they're asserting their divinity in poetry and rhyming verse took it to a level beyond. Right. But imagine if there's five painters sitting in here, six, seven, eight painters sitting in here, and we start talking about painting. That's going to be an interesting pod. I, I'm holding off all my paint conversations till we get a room. <laughs> Oh, so far it's just me and John Who are we going to have in there That'll be the who Right now it's me and John Harding If you show up it's two Johns and Joel It's going to be a sausage <laughs> fest Yeah we got to get women We got to get women You know Is that it? Well Oh yeah I mean definitely I would love black dudes Women I would love Mexican dudes Women Chinese people Everybody Have you ever met a Chinese painter in Portland? There's some. There's a place called that has a whole bunch of Chinese. I never painted with anybody from China. I don't think. I mean, I did. Uh, but not in, in Pennsylvania, not here. I actually painted with a Chinese man, who was from Trinidad. He was from the island of Trinidad, but he was Chinese. That's good. Has dude. Waves are pretty tight, bruh. That's where I'm ready to go. California's a mess. It's getting burnt again. The whole fucking Southern world. Oregon's becoming Northern California. <laughs> I know. Oh, everybody's moving to Southern Oregon. The the climate too. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, dude, the, I got out here in 2014, and I mean, how much rain have we had since then? In yeah. Portland. I know. Well, you know? there's rainy times. But I'm saying, compared to the way you know, yeah, the way it was before I moved here. Global warming, dude, and we're all getting Are they from Mexico, these guys? I would Colombia. I'd guess Colombia, Cuba, yeah. Cuba. Pretty close. I said my wife's got a good friend. She was in our house two weeks ago from Cuba. Cubana? They speak crazy real fast. Is she hot and single? I would've got mad I would have got mad at you. Cubano. Cubana. I like that so much. 
This is a song for getting into trouble. I used to get in trouble with El Paso. This is one of those. This is one of those get the fuck out of my way jams. Are the ladies in your house into this? This is where I've had my wife at a reggae song club. There's a place called, uh, I used to live right by it. Grand Central Station in El Paso. It had four bars. You had hip hop, you had your 80s, reggaeton, and country bars all in one thing. And it was 25 cent beers every Friday and Saturday night. Like 10 From what? When did it start? Seven. Yeah. So yeah, in the line. So you'd only get a couple because the fucking lines were so long. But there'd be chicks everywhere. So somehow I was picking up on the beer girl, and then that's how I met my wife on the reggaeton. When I was a raging alcoholic at Villanova, the. The bar up the street from my house had a $6 all-you-could-drink Wednesday night. Yeah. All-you-could-drink, six bucks. Six bucks. Damn, no wonder you were raised an alcoholic. I blacked out. I woke up, called the cops, told them my car got stolen. I'm sitting in the back of a cop car driving around looking for it. And my friend calls me and says it's parked outside his house. I didn't even remember parking it. I was a train wreck. I got flagged from... The all you can drink and then I went to the local bar in the corner and got flagged from there two two bars in one night it's fucking horrible <laughs> whiskey or the devil whiskey, take mine. oh I could put that on you understand this one she sabe she sabe well oído poquito oído a la canción Something about with the devil. I heard him. I heard him. I heard him say something like, "What do I speak to the devil? I speak of what I do in the street. I speak to the. I speak with the devil about that." This is the kind of music for the people that is only made when there's a war being waged against them. I'm crying, I'm crying. Like, this is some serious shit. I'm always crying. I'm crying for a view of the street, for her to see the, for the female devil to see the street. For the male devil. We'll go from that to Mississippi rap. What? <laughs> this is some Mississippi shit. You wanna get fucking Texas Bill Star burn shit down and put this on. Who is it? Play a fly. Play a fly? <laughs> yeah, some dude from Mississippi. I like it. I like it so far. It's got that Bones Thugs outcasty kind of a fucking. Uh, these dudes were into it. Bones Thugs were. What? 
Let him rip. Uh, this dude was fighting actually 3-6. He wasn't 3-6. I, I stay out of the street politics. I don't. I got nothing to do with beefs. He used to work right across from the Walter Simmons projects in Memphis, where Triple Six used to hang out. My brother used to drive right across there. Into the car, because his girlfriend knew uh, Gangster Black Touchy black. Touchy black and as soon as the fists are thrown, as soon as the bullets start flying, whatever whatever the beef is, whatever the beef is ain't getting fixed now. You know, the beef's still on and now it's getting worse. That's why I'm not I'm not down I'm not down with violence, man. It doesn't work. This is the nineties, the good days. This is when, this is why I have queued up a song I want you to hear, and it's like, this is when... What's the song? It was pre-9-11 USA, man. It was like, even though there were government psyops and the CIA was flooding, the CIA was flooding the cities with the drugs that the federal government was at war against, it was all horrible. But, um... But the MCs on the ciphers, the flows, like, they were not constrained... They were free, like, like the dead, you know. They, they, they're, they're poetically, like jazz with words, and they asserted their right to be gods. And nothing's gotten better. So you've never heard of the Freestyle Fellowship, have you? All right. So this is AC alone is going to be doing the flow. And to my ears, what I hear is a young black man in California, United States of America, saying, "The name of the song is Here I Am." And he is talking about how he has divine skills and divinity in him, and he's asserting it all, like unbridled. And it's like, oh my God. Well, here I am in the middle of an open hand. My feet are rooted in the off my stand. What's my plan? I feel the fingers closing and I got a light about the chosen man. A little fight about my foes and fans. I'm still reciting you with shows with bands. Hold my can, no one ever flowed again. Black man, happy to the folk tale, 
Nothing's nothing is beyond this. Like th- th- this man, this is California taking it to the limit. Like this is it. This is a black man in California, even though there's a war against him, using his voice. done this yet I gotta get Harding on the first one leave a space for Harding leave a space for Harding and Glenn but put put your uh, name in the date if you're cool with it anywhere it's brand new don't kick over that bong hand me that bong I promise no, nobody will hear anything unless you want them to dude thanks bro thank you very much for doing everything man
Making a dollar, making your holler, breaking all of the rules to turn it out, y'all. Awaken the scholar, the priest, the popes, without a doubt, y'all. They could douse y'all with dreams and hopes in the sky, beyond the clouds, beyond the crowds and the shrouds in disguise. Bull endless lies, manifest destiny, tries the best in me. Eyes focused upon the prize, mucho dinero, needed for me to proceed with careful strokes of genius. Feeding my family fitness for the feeling of a Franklin, fearful of no man, but self and self is no man. I'm an anomaly known as spirit, and when I'm in need, I express flesh, brush the field, assess my yield from what I did apply my will. Still I pray for each and every bill I pay with diligent intent to get Skrilla. All the illegitimate need is to feel a little bit of success. Acquisition, get them out that position of stress on your mind. Got money on mind, willing and dealing the new design for your appeal and delight. Dynamite for good times and granted for negativity. The planet is mine. We on the grind. Constant elevation. Swimming in my amenities. Living with ease. The only color is green. Know what I mean? From dusk till dawn, it's still on. My exponential growth expands. Extra potential. Both detrimental and essential. Dope branded and it let your kin folks conceptualize the uprising. Metropolitan enterprising. Look into my eyes and realize the size. Capital your lives and don't recognize the plots they would devise to stop the money mission cause my intuition guides me not from the pagan I'm obeying my call par laying my skill playing my ball relaying the all is in y'all visiting and bubbling through your conscious ambition your mission accomplished dividends invested we living in an adolescent time of mankind that adolescent standards of life that I must attain reparation so I step with patience nuts and game plus bust the same passionate pros and mad for the cash in it with imaginative magical masterpieces listening in position to blitz and bomb the bitch and you individuals don't let it get you in a critical situation with your ass out ancient stay original and get your dough inclined to find yourself a little bit richer living divine we on the grind constant elevation swimming in my amenities living with ease the only color is green know what i mean from dusk till dawn it's still on the Elevation, swimming in my amenities, living with ease. The only color is green, know what I mean? From dusk till dawn, it's still on. My empty hands tip me to implement these plans. Blueprints and templates for power movements. Poetical concrete, gems in my hymns form. Jewels in my DNA, strands in my stanzas. Transfer to me in a question and answer. Combined and blind and speed, further advancement. Infinite amount of choices, limited chances. Don't be timid, intimidated, and disenchanted. Step in the arena, chumps, raise your lances. Prepare to douse, but first Put on your dance and choose to hit the canvas Stand up and fight, we get your hype Cause hip-hop is propaganda Tools that I brandish Can dish panic and manic depressiveness Get you lost like Atlantis We forge ahead for the advantage of federal notes Rocking your boats, leaving your beats and bandages Constant elevation Swimming in my amenities, living with ease